possible. Let's schedule a time where we are talking to each other and we're checking in and we making sure each other eat and we cracking jokes with each other and just have that regular nice relationship conversation, making sure everybody comes. If it's the beginning of the relationship, I might still have my options open. Talk to him about the ambition thing like you said before and just keep your options open as well because it just sounds like you already knowing your heart that this is not going to work out for you at this point in your life. We don't have time to waste. We got a love thing, intense satisfaction. Love thing, physical attraction. Love thing, ba doo ba doo boo doo doo. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Punky Johnson. And I'm Dicey. And you tuned into Love Thing with me and my bestie Dicey. Keep it real and raw about all things love, sex, and relationships. That means no holding and no sugarcoat. That's right. From one night stands to situationships, we've got tales from the bedroom to share and advice to give. Because we've been through it all, so we're just here to help you navigate through your shit. Yeah, today's episode is just a bonus bite-sized treat for all of y'all. We still on break and we got shit to do. But since it's Christmas or whatever you celebrate, we wanted to give two of our most loyal listeners some advice. That's right. We getting straight to the tea today. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up, Dicey. Hold up. The people want to know what's been going on with you first. We can't just jump straight into the tea. Okay, okay. That's like right. diving into the deep end. That's like just jumping in the pool. We got to put our toes in first. I'm just excited. What's up with you? What you been doing? So, you know, I finally left your apartment um, and I miss you. I do. I can't even much lie, but you know, I'm glad to be here with my nieces and with um, my family. You know, we are a couple days from Christmas. My mom, we didn't set up a Christmas tree this year. My mom has three artificial trees in the garage. But she chose to set up this little table tree. So now all of our gifts are under a table this year. Okay, whatever. Last year, I counted 15 wreaths around the house. It ain't no decorations this year. What about you? I love it. I'm doing things different this year. I usually never decorate, but I'm growing up, man. I'm starting to decorate. I'd have moved the house into a little feng shui shit. I got a Christmas tree coming in on Tuesday. I got balls. I got lights. I'm about to put the Christmas tree in my floater ceiling windows. What? It's going to be blue. And um, what else I got going on, man? I got my charity event coming up a couple days before Christmas where I'm uh, having a single mother's event where I'm giving away to all our hard single working mothers that work tirelessly out there doing everything and sacrificing everything for their kids. And um, it's my first event and I'm excited about it. So all my single mothers in New Orleans, I'm coming out there. I'm trying to get down and deep in the community service out there and helping my city. And um, I'm trying to be hands-on. So I'm excited about Christmas. I'm going to be down there in New Orleans. You heard me? Eating all that good food, drinking up all that good drink, and celebrating the birth of Jesus. Let me tell y'all one thing. Since I'm doing this uh, charity event, I am funding this whole thing. And I'm not trying to say that because I want credit. I'm trying to say that because everybody who I usually give gifts to this year, your gift is now a donation to the single mothers. That means ain't nobody getting shit. Not mothers, not fathers, not dogs, cats, not fucking children, nieces, nephews, not bitches. Nobody getting shit. Consider your gift a donation to the single mothers. And that's all I got to say about that. Wow. You know what? I think that's such an amazing thing that you're doing. Um, it's That's really cool. I can't. I, I think I might come down there for that. I think I might just come to New Orleans. Man, it's, it's going to be bumping. And of course, we're giving out some basic essentials like... Toilet paper, paper towel, water, tampons, just 
anything we could do to make the Christmas load a little bit lighter for our single mothers, we trying to take care of that. So New Orleans. You know what? I love that. Like, can you imagine raising kids on your own? Like, this is yeah. this is amazing what you're doing. You're doing the Lord's work. After all the sinning you do the rest of the year, this is a good thing. I'm trying, you. dog. I'm trying. Look, I was raised by a single mother until she met somebody and got married. I had no idea the sacrifices she made for me to have a great Christmas. I had no idea the overtime she worked to make to make sure that I got every single thing that I wanted and needed because I thought it was Santa Claus when I was a baby, but it was my mother. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually doing this in honor of her and spreading it to all the rest of the single mothers out there. New Orleans, stand up! Woo! <laughs> All right, all right, all right. That's enough of that. That's enough of that. That's enough of that. We told everybody that this was a bite-sized episode. Now we could get to it. You're right. You're right. Okay, so first on the list, we have a young lady who has it all together, but she's dating someone who she describes as like kind of too go with the flow. Well, not too go with the flow, but he's just go with the flow. And now she's wondering if their dating will work, like if their dating styles match because, you know, because he's go with the flow. She must know what she wants, obviously, but... What do you think so far? Okay, I would like to hear what she got to say because I kind of like go with the flow. I feel like a lot of guys are go with the flow. My father is very go with the flow. He's like a happy wife, happy life type guy. Mm -hmm. He really, his whole goal is making sure my mother's happy. That's his motto. So obviously he's go with the flow. So um, I guess we got to hear it and see what's going on. Yeah. I'm dating someone who has a complete opposite schedule for me. Um, I have a very kind of strict routine during the week and schedule working a nine to five. Um, And, you know, my workout routine in the morning, I work on schedules and he's very flexible. He's very go with the flow. And I feel that that conflicts with my life and my goals. Um, But I do like him. I just feel that he's not like meshing in well with my lifestyle. So any advice on that? Hmm. That's interesting. I mean, I'm very, I think it's very interesting too, because I'm very confused on what exactly he's doing incorrectly. Right. Did I miss something? I don't know. Cause I think, you know, you could date someone with less ambition than you if they're supportive and if they make their own money, like who cares? Everybody doesn't have like super big dreams and goals. Some people just want to support themselves and, you know, and be able to go on vacation when they want to, or just, you know, they, they lead simple lives. And to me, I found that a lot of guys that lead those simple lives, they're the ones that have it together. They're the ones that already have retirement. They're thinking about retirement. They're thinking about, you know, their long-term future and care. Um, And they just, I don't think it's anything wrong with just like not having so much ambition. That's just, I don't know what you think. I am an ambition type of person. I can't be with nobody that ain't got no ambition. So now that I'm listening to you talk, I'm guessing that that's what she was saying. She He has no ambition. And if you need somebody to have, ambi- to have some type of ambition and that person don't have ambition, then that, it's just not going to work. I was with somebody who said they had ambition, but their actions didn't show that they had ambition. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They didn't practice what they was preaching. And... So that became something of being lazy. I think her question ultimately is what to do with somebody who doesn't have the same ambition as I have. And I think it starts off with a conversation. Hey, what's up? 
Let's get on the same page. First of all, in all relationships, you got to get on the same page. I noticed that when I'm in a relationship, if my relationship starts getting sour or if we start arguing a lot, it's because we are failing to be on the same page. It's because we have failed to do a weekly check-in. It's because we failed to have intimacy nights. It's because we done got lost in the sauce with what we were doing individually that we forgot to check in on how we were doing together. So I think that it starts off with, all right, bet, let's have a conversation. If we want to be together in the future, let's talk about what that looks like. And after we talk about what that looks like, let's make sure we put in the steps in every day to make sure the vision that we have is coming into fruition. So I think that's the answer that I would like to leave to that person. Just make sure you're on the same page and don't, forget to check in with each other on how you doing as a couple rather than making sure you maintain it as an individual. By all means, make sure you you standing on your own as an individual. Make sure you're making yourself happy, of course. And then make sure you mix that up with your relationship and see if y'all can stay on the same page. I think that's ultimately what's up. I mean, I, I, I can feel you on that. Yeah, only she can answer if she has to have somebody with ambition. I don't think it's anything wrong with playing a supportive role in somebody's life. And having somebody that will just support you and that has that may, maybe doesn't have all of their own things that they want to accomplish in life or maybe you know they just want to again working is just being a it, it, the, op, the the word here is working as long as you're working and you're bringing your own money in and I don't have to support you in any kind of way if 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 everything else is okay in our in our relationship we're not fighting I don't necessarily see the, you not and have an ambition at this time being anything and people change, you know, like you can get some ambition or you could decide that it's, it's things that you want to do more than what you're doing at any time. You can decide that. So I don't think it's worth throwing somebody away because of that. I mean, it can be because what happens is you can grow resentment to that. If that's something that you stand firm on 10 toes deep, it could be something where you have resentment because you could be out and ambitious and doing what you need to do. And then this person just sitting at home waiting on your ass. And I just feel like I can't be with somebody who don't have no direction in life. I can't, I can't be with somebody who's just going to be sitting up there waiting to see what I'm going to do next. I, I mean, I can understand being with somebody that goes with the flow. I bet, but you need to have shit to do. I, I ain't got time. You need to have goals. You need to, um, you need to know what your life going to look like in three to five years. And it ain't, you ain't necessarily got to know what it's going to look like, but you need to have some type of uh, vision board of what you want it to look like and be working towards that. I just can't do it. So what are if, you more like the caller or are you more like the guy she's dating? I'm definitely more like the caller. I have, I have lots of ambition, you know, but being somebody that's in entertainment, I think it would be, it, well, I don't know. The jobs that we do, these entertainment jobs, you have to be super ambitious. We're going to flow with this. So basically, I'm putting her question together in bits and pieces. So it's it's also like she said, dating somebody with a different schedule. That is a very hard thing to do. And I think, like I said, it's all about getting on the same page. I think it's like creating a timeline. And it's also about, for me, it's not having any expectations. I feel like when you have expectations of people, you fail to tell them what you need and you expect them to just understand your way of thinking. And I don't think it works like that because we're all different. So it's just like, for me, because I'm on a different schedule, I'm always on a different schedule from the person that I'm with, always, because of the business that we're in. So like I said, it's all about communication, 
transparency and sitting down and say, hey, look, all right, let's make sure we find a way to stay on an intimacy level and on an understanding level where we both are happy in this relationship. Like, okay, bet. So Monday through Friday, I have this schedule and you have this schedule, but let's schedule a time where we are talking to each other and we're checking in and we making sure each other eat and we cracking jokes with each other. And, um, Hey, I saw somebody that was cute today or somebody was flirting with me today and just have that regular, nice relationship conversation, making sure everybody comfortable. And that's just what it is. Staying on the same page. And that's my answer. And I'm going to close that shit out with that. Okay. That's my final piece of advice. Make sure y'all stay on the same page. As far as the time thing goes, if it's time conflicts coupled with lack of ambition, I don't know. If it's the beginning of the relationship, I might still have my options open with those two things together. Because we got to have time to spend together, you know? So what would you tell her? I would say um, keep your options open. Talk to him about the ambition thing like you said before. And just keep your options open as well because it just sounds like you already know in your heart that this is not going to work out for you at, at this point in your life. And it's, we don't have time to waste, you know? Maybe they can get back up at, at another time in life. I, I don't know how old they are, you know? But, like, it's nothing wrong with revisiting past relationships, you know, after after you've all grown up a little bit. So that's my advice. That's true. That's true. Nelly and Ashante for the win. All right, we're going to take a quick break, y'all, and pay some bills. Be right back. What's up, y'all? It's Punk and Dicey from the Love Thing Podcast, and we have more than just love and relationship advice to share. We know a thing about food, too. When you're looking for options, trust us, more is better. And that's what you'll get with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Yeah, that's right. For all my singles out there, we know you're looking for a variety. So if you want to spice it up, not just in your dating life, but also in your meals, HelloFresh's menu offers over 45 recipes and even more add-on items to choose from weekly. So it's easier than ever to find something for everyone. This time of year, everyone wants to revamp their dating life and eating habits. Look to HelloFresh's wholesome health-forward options like over 30 calorie smart and protein smart recipes each week. That's right. When I'm craving those Santa Fe tacos or one of their flatbreads, HelloFresh makes it easy with step-by-step, easy-to-follow instructions. And here's the best part. When you order from HelloFresh, you know you're getting top-notch produce. No dusty lettuce, raggedy onions, or rotten tomatoes. HelloFresh's veggies travel from the farm to your door in less than seven days, ensuring you cook with the freshest ingredients. So why wait? Go to HelloFresh.com slash LoveThangFree, use the code LoveThangFree, and just for signing up, they give you free breakfast for life. That's right. One breakfast item per box while the subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash LoveThangFree with code LoveThangFree. Say goodbye to cooking stress and hello to delicious, hassle-free meals with free breakfast when you join HelloFresh. It's like finding the perfect partner who leaves you satisfied and wanting more. Welcome back, y'all. So look, our next voicemail is a little different. We have a mother. Oh my goodness, she's so sweet. And she wants to help her daughter get back out there after having some difficult dating experiences. It says she's even been catfished before. So, wow. Mm. For a mother? Wow. First of all, thank you, mother. Well, everybody getting catfish. Everybody. 
I want to just thank a mother who has a daughter dating age listening to us. I appreciate that. Well, um, before we hear the voicemail, I'm curious, when you were a young adult, how much of your dating and relationships did you share with your parents? Did you? Because I didn't share that much. If I brought somebody home, then that meant I really wanted my parents to know them and I wanted to see what my parents thought about them. What about with you? Did you bring people home? I was gay. I'm still gay. I mean, she didn't have a problem with it, but I was uncomfortable with it. I wasn't comfortable in my own skin being around family. So I kept that gay shit out the house. Mm -hmm. So now that I'm coming into my own skin and I'm feeling comfortable with who I am, I talk to my parents about my dating life now. But when I was younger, nah, I was just a whole outside running the streets, dibbling and dabbling and understanding what coochie is, what it do, and how to take care of it. Well, what age were you when you started talking to your... <laughs> You're crazy. What age were you when you started talking to your parents about your spouses or, you know, the people you were dating? Um, I would say, be- but like, I would say before I got married, because my mother knew I was dating my ex-wife, but I just never told her anything about it. And then once I told her I was going to propose, that's when we started. So I guess when I was like 26... 27 or something like that. And I didn't want to talk to my parents about myself. I was I was just a dog ass bitch. Just being deceitful and mm-hmm. just being filthy. It was really nothing to talk about, you know? Yeah. I talked to them when things got real. Well, yeah, it's definitely interesting. Parents and in, in your relationships with, with the opposite sex or the same sex or whoever you're attracted to. Anyway, let's hear from our concerned mom. Hi, Punky. My name is Donna Wilder, and I have been your biggest fan since you did Please Understand Me with Ahmed Weinberg. You just, uh, you're just amazing, and I'm so happy you're doing a podcast. It's so exciting. And so I thought that I would tell you about a little dilemma that I'm having that maybe you can help me with. So My daughter came out to us, uh, I guess about like five years ago, and we were so proud of her and just uh, so happy that she was living her truth. (laughs) And um, so she's had a couple of really bad experiences with trying to find a partner. And she's been, wait, what do they call it? A catfished. I was going to say catnipped. <laughs> she's She was catfished a couple of times. So she's like really uh, leery about getting out there again. But I wanted to know if you had any advice for mamas whose kids are struggling with, you know, getting back out there in the dating world. And I think You know, the pandemic, too, has really been tough for a lot of people. But, you know, I would I would love to get your take on it. Let me know if this is something you can help me with. And if not, uh, I still I wish you just so much uh, success. You deserve it. You are amazing. And this is just the beginning for you, Punky. Um, So I hope to hear from you. Okay, bye. Love you. That was sweet. Donna, I love you too. She's always been so supportive, so kind. I'm so happy you called and checked in. Here's my advice. First of all, I don't like speaking on children because I don't have any. I don't know what it's like to have kids. And I'm not the type of person to speak on things that I don't have any experience with. But what I can say and what I would like to say is, I think if I was the child, I think I could speak from that perspective and maybe that'll help. It would encourage me if, 
my mother would keep planting seeds into me. It's just like, just keep speaking life into me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would love that. I love when my mother takes the time out and say, you know what? I just want to let you know that you are a very beautiful woman. You have grown into becoming so amazing, making me proud of the person that I created. And you deserve the world. You deserve someone that's going to love you and nurture you and care for you. And when my mother speaks that type of life into me, it makes me walk outside the door very different. It makes me attract that type of energy. It makes me attract the type of the type of person I am. It makes me attract those types of people into my life. So I think that would be my advice. Just like keep just feeding her so much love and keep encouraging her. I think it's a game of consistency with this, of just making sure that making sure that she's making herself happy. Like I do say plant the seeds and make sure she's like good and everything, but she also has to do the work. Like you can't make her believe in herself. You can't make her have self-esteem. There's a lot of things that you can't do, but you can encourage. So just make sure she looking in the mirror every day, realizing that she a good woman and she deserves good things. I think that would be my advice. And also, Miss Donna, I just want to let you know that I'm struggling as well. Like I am struggling with having the idea of settling down and being with somebody forever. It is a daily in and out struggle for me. And I don't want to hurt people. And I'm in therapy trying to figure out because I'm triggered from my past and I'm triggered and I have a lot of trauma from my past relationship. So I feel like the deeper I get into relationships with people, the more I start sabotaging and the more I start doing stupid things and just creating trouble for myself because out of fear and it's very cowardly. But I'm happy that I recognize that about myself and I'm trying to do the work to fix it. So like ultimately, like I said, just keep breathing life into your baby girl and also just help her to do the work and her understanding that she's worth the love. And all of that string of bad luck that happened to her, it wasn't her fault. Like she got to understand it's not her fault, you know, and I think uh, I think that's it, Miss D. And tell her she's not alone. You know what I'm saying? She's not alone in that. I'm going to just say that to you, Ms. D, and I appreciate you for calling in. Dicey, you want to say something? You want to add to that? Yeah, I do. Um, You know, I'm not a mother either, and I'm not gay, but I do have a gay brother, and I have watched my parents love my brother and not give him a hard time whatsoever about his sexuality, and just being there for your, your gay daughter is amazing, and she definitely needs that support, and I'm sure, you know, she has friends whose parents you know, could care less who they dated and the fact that you even care. And it doesn't seem like she's too, too much like, well, I have to be so involved in her dating process. She just genuinely wants her daughter to be happy. And I think that that is amazing. I'm happy you involved too. get your parents involved. It depends on the type of parent you are, though. Sometimes exactly. parents are overbearing, and sometimes parents are, like, just in the right spot, and then sometimes parents just don't want nothing to do with it. And I kind of feel like you're right in the right spot of support and helping her to navigate through her dating life experience. How do you bounce back from a terrible experience with dating? And I just think it's healing. Just finding ways to heal. Just taking those deep breaths and just saying, okay, bet. This is what happened. This is how it went wrong. What are ways I can fix myself? 
What are ways I can start understanding the red flags? What are ways that I can start distancing myself from the red flags? Because we as a people, we will see the signs. I am guilty of this. I will see the signs. I will walk straight past them. I'm kicking and punching red flag signs down. I'm running through them bitches. And I will still, I will still stay connected to that person. So I think that's a big thing too. Just understanding right when somebody do something, you know what? This looks like a quality that you have that is not, that is going to stick with you. And this ain't for me. This not just a one-time incident. This is something that's in you. And I got to get out of this shit. I think it's understanding that too. I think that, you know, since we're talking about family and, and relationships and, and maybe how they, how parents weigh in on, on our relationships, um, I would want a recap of my relationship from my family's perspective. You know what I mean? Of of my failed relationship from my family's perspective. Because the way my family is, they're not going to tell you necessarily right up front like, oh, I don't know. Don't deal with him. Don't do this. No, our parents let us make our own choices and they let us make our own mistakes. And so I would just like to see what family had to say about somebody or maybe you know, red flags that they saw that I didn't see in them to help me choose a better uh, mate in the in the future. Yeah, I'm gonna close that out by saying you are so awesome to be so supportive of your baby. And just just talking from the opposite perspective, like I would want my mother to be happy. I would, you know, I would probably go as far as hooking my mother up, you know, like, yo, ma, I've met this nice person. You know, would you like to give it a try? You know, and sometimes, I mean, like you could also be like, look, a relationship is like your career. You know, you you, you just got to keep getting back up. Yeah. <laughs> you got to fail and you got to fix it. You got it's trial and error. You know what I'm saying? Like you're never going to take it to the top if you don't keep believing. So I'm just happy that you as a mother is involved. So stay involved. Don't be too overbearing, though. And continue to want what's best for your baby and speaking life into her. And I think I think she's going to be just fine. I love that final piece of advice. Yeah. Yo, man, I appreciate both of the callers. Never had a caller from a mom. That was awesome. Thanks, Miss D, for calling. And to my homegirl with the guy that's just going with the flow. I know I said a lot of things, but going with the flow could honestly be his love language and how he loves. It might not even have nothing to do with his ambition. So just talk to him and get on the same page and see what's up. Because on the other side, you could be with somebody who don't just go with the flow and be like, all right, that's what you want to do. But it's what I want to do. You know, so find the blessings and appreciate the blessings where they are. And go from there. And make sure you hit me up if you take this advice and let me know how that goes. Because we be back in the new year in 2024. Man, I just want to say thank y'all for hanging with us today. Thank y'all for listening to us. Thank y'all for being vulnerable. Thank y'all for allowing us to be vulnerable. Thank y'all for sharing y'all stories with us. I actually might be getting a little bit emotional. I just want to tell y'all that y'all extending y'all support to me and Dicey and y'all kindness to us it means the world to us and that's why we're getting a second season and i hope that through the episodes you've seen how we've softened up and you know kind of got out of our shells a little bit 
And we we just ready to have fun, but we ready to just keep it real and raw, like we said. And um, it's it's always good hearing from everybody. So thank y'all, man. Y'all been listening to the Love Thing Podcast with Punky Johnson and Dicey. Make sure y'all tune in every week to listen to us talk that talk about love. That's right. Punky and I are just a click away at speak-to.us slash lovethingpod. Share your questions. We'll provide our take on whatever's going on in your love life. Ain't no promises or nothing. This is very unsolicited love advice. Um, Happy holidays, y'all. See y'all in 2024. Hey, season one, we out from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. Love Thing is a serious XM and LOL radio production. It's hosted by me, Punky Johnson. And me, Dicey. Executive produced by Kevin Hart, Mike Stein, Brian Smiley, Eric Eddings, Eric Wow, and Leslie Guam. We're produced by Elise Ellis and engineered by Marcus Hahn. 